for those of you that have been a part of our family for a while, we do these things called couch conversations where someone would interview some people about their life, their life story, etc. And so this is actually really cool that I get the opportunity to be able to interview some of our high school youth, um, not per se about their life, but they actually together came up with a topic for us this morning to learn, and that we as a church family can actually sit and listen to the Spirit of God in them to be able to point things out in our own lives, which, by the way, I think is a beautiful thing about the gospel, is that when the gospel is proclaimed, whether through the lips of infants or through the mouths of wise, sage, old men or women, that either way, Christ is glorified, Christ Christ is magnified, and we have the opportunity to learn from these three this morning. So before we get into it, I'm going to pray, and then I'll let them do a majority of the talking. Lord Jesus, we thank you that, that the battle belongs to you that we came in here this morning with all sorts of things weighing us down, burdens we're carrying, relationships that are on the fritz, and uh, maybe some work things aren't going as well as we had planned or whatever it is, God. I just pray that as we come into this place that we would recognize that this place we are setting apart as holy ground, that what happens in here, Lord, that it would be of you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Speak through these three young men and women who love you. And would our hearts and our minds and our ears be open to receive the things that you have for us. Would we be good listeners, but even better doers. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's get into it. Because it's Youth Sunday, we of course have to open up with a fun question. So let's say you're going on a long road trip. You three are going to life, we're flying, we're not driving, so we're not going to stop at a gas station. But if you were to stop at a gas station and your mom hands you like a $10 bill, what's your go-to gas station snack? Um, I'm probably going to go with the Snickers ice cream bar. Those things are pretty good. Dang. If that's during the summer and you don't have good AC, that'll melt real quick. I would just say Snickers. Mine is probably peach rings. Peach rings? The only one that got no yeah, so it sounds like Ari wins that one. (laughs) Um, So let's get a little more serious. That was hopefully to help break the ice. But what is your favorite Bible verse or passage if you want to be extra spiritual? 2 Corinthians 12.9. Which says? Which is um, where Paul or God speaks to Paul and says, for his strength is made perfect in weakness. I would say that mine is Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11. It's kind of long. Go for it. Okay. The The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than they are gold, much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and keeping of them is their great reward. Mine is probably Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, uh, present your request to God. Good. So 
if you guys remember, which I gave you these questions beforehand, so you should remember, but last summer, we as a high school youth group went through some spiritual gifts inventory and talked a little bit about some spiritual gifts. So for the sake of our church, if you don't mind sharing two of your stronger spiritual gifts. Uh, Mine were apostleship and leadership. Mine were teaching and prophecy. Okay, I forgot mine, but I think mine's mercy and prophecy also. And I think, Ari, yours might have been evangelism, if I remember right. Yeah, I think that's just unfortunate. Okay. Maybe that's because that's my top one and I got really excited. But, <laughs> but anyways, um, which I think it's really cool that these young people recognize their spiritual gifts and are actually looking at exercising some of those, so broader church family, here's your encouragement. Know your spiritual gifts and use them. Okay, sorry, I'm going to try not to preach too much. So so as uh, Lillian read this morning, she read in Acts chapter 1 talking about how we are called to be witnesses, and that's going to be the theme of what we're going to talk about this morning. And in particular, we're going to look with these three about their culture. So we talk a lot about Gen Z, but in particular, and they're all in different schools, different arenas, but we're going to talk a little bit about, for them, what it looks like to be a witness for Christ. So let me ask this question. What percentage of people that you regularly rub shoulders with are followers of Jesus? I mean, I'll say it's probably pretty low, like 10 to 20 percent, and I go to a Christian school, and I think it's, there's a lot of difference between people who would say they're Christians and a genuine Christian, so... It is still pretty low. Yeah, I'd say 20% too. I would say mine's probably like 15%. 15? Okay. So between 10 to 20%, which for those of you that know Danville demographics is pretty consistent, that about 15 to 20% of our county are committed followers of Jesus. So for the percentage who don't follow Jesus, the 75 to 85% of people that you rub shoulders with. If you had to categorize what their religious beliefs were, what would you say? I say they, I guess they don't really have any or they kind of treat themselves as their own God. I would agree. They don't have any. Very few like have different religions or they're just atheists. Yeah, most of them are atheists, I would say. So let's keep moving forward. So are you seeing people within your generation here in Vermilion County, not like you saw this cool TikTok where this kid came to know Jesus, but within Vermilion County, are you seeing young people coming to a saving faith in Jesus? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it even in our own youth group too. So. I would say, yeah, in our youth group and stuff I have, but sometimes like, just like with my friends at school, I don't necessarily like necessarily see it as much. But like people in my church, I would see God moving through them. Mm-hmm. There's definitely very few who want to, but yeah, there is some. Mm-hmm. So when you guys are looking to be witnesses in, in particular, your schools, because you guys spend a majority of your time there, um, you spend time elsewhere in other arenas like extracurricular activities, sports, and things like that. So as you look to share your faith with other people, what are some of the challenges that you face? And in particular, if you are willing to, share a personal story of a time that you maybe shared your faith and it didn't go well. 
I would say the main obstacle is probably just feeling like if, if I do share my faith with somebody, they'll either just not take me seriously or they're not going to care about what I have to say. And I guess that is kind of a scary idea, but at the same time, you still need to do it regardless because saying, you know, talking about your faith to somebody who doesn't believe is much better than saying nothing. Yeah, I would say, like, the biggest challenges would be, like, judgment or just, like, the confidence, like, to talk to somebody if you don't know them well. And just, like, sometimes it's just, like, the wisdom of the words to say and, like, what setting you're in. And so, I mean, there's been times, like, I've talked to some people, like, in my sports about God, but they either kind of laugh it off or they just get, like, upset because they haven't seen God in their life. But not a lot of times they haven't looked for God in their life. And so that's kind of what I like to remind people when I talk to them. I would say the biggest obstacle for me is just worried that, like, they won't be my friend afterwards or something or judge me. But um, I feel like that happens, a, like, a lot where they, whenever I ask people, they'll uh, just say, like, oh, well, maybe next week. And then I'll keep asking them, and then they just always make excuses. So so with the microphone there, so you start on this one. Okay. So would you say within the past school year you've shared your faith with one person who's a non-believer? Yes, I've shared with several, and it's, I, there's a very, I don't feel like there's almost anybody that is, like, willing to come to church with me anymore. It's hard, but I feel like at least they know I'm there, like, to, as a person to come back to. Yeah, so did they give you any kind of reason why they wouldn't want to come to church? No, not really. It's usually excuses, like, um, they say, well, maybe I will come eventually, or just not this week, but then they keep making those excuses every week, so. What about you, Darmic? Have you shared your faith this past school year with anybody that was a non-believer? I have indeed. Okay, how'd that go? Well, it kind of went poorly, but then there's this another kid that I did, and he now goes to our youth group. Well, yeah, he goes to our youth group in our Bible study, so when I shared my faith with him, it worked well, and he's now a part of our youth group. Yeah, so with the people that said no, um, did they give any kind of reason why they weren't interested in God? Yeah, like some of them were just like judge, like they felt like judgmental in church, and they felt like well, some of my friends don't live in like the best like like demographics of where they live, so like they don't have like the nicest clothes or something like that. And so I've had some people tell me that like they don't have church clothes or something like that. But in reality, you don't need church clothes to go to church. You just need a church. And then some of the people like like if they have like prior sins or like they're living. Like, for example, like, one of my friends, like, I reached out to him, but he's, like, he's, like, gay, and so he doesn't want to, he said he wants to go to my church, but he feels like he'll be judged for it, and so I was, like, trying to tell him that, like, you can still go to church and live in sin, practically everyone does, just, you can't, like, amount one person's sin higher than another, so I just tell, I just, like, keep encouraging people that, like, it doesn't matter, like, if you're pursuing God, that he's always pursuing you, and that going to church can help that, and that you don't have to, like, mark off check boxes, like, to get to go to church. Because we don't deserve God, but he offers himself freely. Yeah. All right, Froman, so have you shared your faith with anyone in the past year? Yeah. And how did that go? Um, I, was, I shared my faith with a couple of people with somewhat mixed results. I've had good conversations about, like, why God is, you know, the life of Christianity is a much better alternative than living for yourself. And then others, I, they just said, oh, I don't think I can believe that. And so I think from there I just had to be like, okay, you know, I— the best thing I can do now is just show the love of God. I'm not going to keep forcing it because then that's not going to get me anywhere. Yeah, so 
like for the friends that you invited and they said like no they weren't interested in god could you give did they give a legit reason why they said no um not two of them one didn't and the other one just said that they don't think church is for them and so they just didn't feel welcome and so i obviously tried to say like that wouldn't be the case but they didn't didn't really have an effect gotcha so let's shift gears to something hopefully a little more positive so with some of the people that you guys know whether it's friends acquaintances people within your generation that you've seen go from following a life whether it's atheism or like they're their own god just doing whatever they want to do and they've had this come to jesus moment like what was it with some of your friends and peers what was it about jesus that made them want to turn from their previous way of life to following him and for the people i've talked to is they felt a lot of emptiness and they just felt like there was no I mean, they were just living life, but it, they weren't really getting anywhere. And so, like, when they had an encounter with Jesus, they they felt, like, for the first time that they were really, that hole in their heart was filled, and they felt that they had really found something because they had. And so that that gave them basically a new purpose to live. And so that is why they, that's why they had their experience. Yeah. Uh, I would say the thing that resonates most about it is also, like, the hardest one to talk to people is that, like, like God wants you where you are. Because, like, a lot of people, that's also why they don't come. Because they feel like they have to change, like, who they are, like, the things that they've done to come to church. But, like, that's not the case at all. And so, but the, the thing that resonates when people do, like, take the time to, like, like search their heart for God is, like, the fact that he doesn't, like, care about what you did, like, last week. Or, like, before you walked in the building that, like, when you come into the house of the Lord that, like, you're invited either way. And, like, you can't ever lose that invitation and that it's given. And it's not something that you attain. It's something that it's a gift. And so actually that's the number one thing that, like, God wants you how you are and, like, where you are. And uh, he can change you where you are. I would say mine's similar to that. It's just, like, that he's so forgiving and he's always meeting you where you are. That you don't need to change yourself to come here, come to him. So, um, which, by the way, you guys are doing excellent. Thank you. Um, so have there been any passages of scripture that as you've prayed and actively sought out sharing your faith with your peers, with your friends, are there any passages of scripture in particular that have helped you, that have been encouragements, challenges, anything like that? Like what scriptures have resonated with you guys? I would say one for me is I was going through the book of James recently and I think it's James 1 talks about having authentic faith and being like completely and fully in him and that going to school, it's easy to have like one foot in the world and one foot in Jesus, but like having, being fully in him and believing fully in him, even when it's hard is important when you're trying to share your faith. I'm going to be Hebrews 13, 8, which says Jesus Christ is the same today yesterday today and forever and so like that goes along with like when like i tell people about god that like they don't know if, like god's gonna like want them or like invite them like tomorrow or, like after they've done something bad and so that's like a good word, verse where it just reminds you that like god's not going to change and his love isn't going to change either so and his pursuit in you won't change either so i feel like that helps a lot of people when they're just like doubting yeah um i had romans 10 13 and 14 which says like 
how are how are people going to come to God unless people are preaching, and how how is anyone going to come to God unless you're going out and the body is doing work? And so, kind of is like, if I'm just sitting here not doing anything, and I'm just like, you know, yeah, we can get people to come to Christ, but I don't have any actions, then it's it's worthless and nothing's going to happen. And so that that verse resonates with me. Yeah, that's good. Which, by the way, don't you just love that these young people are storing up the word of God in their heart? Like, I think Dharmic read off of his phone, which is fine. He had longer, tougher passages. But a majority of these people, like, they're quoting scripture and they're storing it in their heart. Because for many of us inside Tangent, we'll get back to you guys in just a second. But, like, sometimes we can think that our Bible reading is just to knock off a chore, or we want an Instagrammable moment with our fresh coffee from Mad Goat and our, our Bible, and we think that that's just like, we just do it. But yet, take courage with these young people who are storing up the word of God in their heart, and as they're engaging tough spaces, which are literally in our backyard, and for them, they're rubbing shoulders with people who are so far away from God, but yet the word of God that's being stored in their heart is beginning to ooze out of them. And it's beginning to ooze with the way that they live, which I think is extremely encouraging to me. Um, Speaking of encouragement, let me ask this question. Why are you hopeful about the future of the church? And by church, I mean broader than connection, but including connection. But why are you hopeful about the future of the church? Because a lot of your your friends and peers have said, like, I can't go to church because I feel like I'll be judged or, like, I need to clean up my life before I come there or I don't have the proper church clothes, which a majority of our youth just wear slides and gym shorts anyways. So, yes, Logan Lee is flexing in the back because that's his everyday outfit. But in the midst of this cultural moment now, why are you guys hopeful about the future of the church? Um, I mean, I guess the future of the church is the younger generation, which is us. And so I'd say, like, from what I've seen of our church and even of other churches around us, um, what there's, I'd say that's really welcoming to anyone. And we're not, we don't judge people who come in, and that's what a lot of people are looking for. And so I'd say that as long as we keep doing that and, uh, you know, as we get older and all that, we can keep, you know, exp- expanding the church and we keep inviting people. And that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I agree. I would say there's, like, more chances to, like, show love to other people. Like, especially when you're younger, so, like, you understand, like, if someone's, like, struggling with, like, a lot of school, like, they're struggling with, like, just, like, sports or something. Like, somebody who's, like, maybe playing that sport, they can, like, understand more than somebody who's not. And, like, just, like, as the church gets, like, older and uh, new people step up that I see, like, a lot of younger, like, pastors, like, big on, like, you belong here and, like, everyone is welcome. And I... Personally speaking, that's what I would want to walk into churches and, and have that, like, slogan as well, that, like, like we don't want you here, but, like, we feel that you belong here. And so that's, like, a big thing. And, like, whether it's, like, a youth group outing or, like, like helping at the Hope Center, like, there, there are ways that our church is inviting other people who may other who others may have said that you don't belong, but that's not the case. And so I'm just excited for, like, the new generation to keep pushing that, keep like, just, like, telling everybody about the freeness of God. I feel like between, like, our youth group and a few other group, like, youth groups that have I have friends in, I've seen several really on fire for Jesus Christians and 
that's really encouraging and just gives you hope for the future that they can, they're being an example to your peers as well. Yeah, that's good. So let's get specific about our church and this might involve some boldness, but we're, we're ready for it. So how can we as a church in Vermilion County, be a better witness or a better light for Christ. Like you mentioned all the things with youth group, which we love, love that we have a lot of good youth ministries, youth pastors and, and volunteers that are pouring into the next generation. But as you look in a broader sense with our county, how can we as a church be a better witness for Christ? I would say probably living completely and fully in Jesus because when we don't, people are going to look at us and think this is how Christians are, but we like we want them to see that we're Christ-like, and we have all those Christ-like qualities, and joyful, and happy, just being careful how we live our lives, because people are always watching and seeing us, because I know there's a lot of people in the world that call themselves Christians and say they are, but then they act totally different on the flip side when they're not in church. And so if they see Christians that way, they may not want to be around them or come to church. So being careful how we act, probably. What was the question again? <laughs> so how can we, as, as Connection Church in the midst of the county we live in, how can we be a better witness or a better light for Christ? Okay. Uh, I would say like getting more involved in, like, places where you don't want to be involved necessarily, like places like maybe where like the neighborhoods aren't the best or like maybe you don't like somebody like at school, like sitting at their table. Like for example, and I keep saying Hope Center, but that's like a the biggest thing for me. Like when I had to step out like what might be like my comfort and like, but stepping out in Christ and stepping out in faith. And so like doing things like helping at the Hope Center or like maybe just like talking to somebody who no one really talks to at school is something that like, I feel the church, because the church isn't just, like, one person. It's, like, a body of people. So if everyone, like, try to do something like that every week or every other week or whenever you have the time to, like, step out in faith for others more than yourself, not to just step out and just, like, post about something like, hey, I'm hoping one time at, like, a dog center or, you know, something like that. Like, like you do that regularly on a basis not to, like, serve you but to serve others because in, in result that's going to fill you when you pour your cup to others, uh, I feel that that fills you as well because not only are you helping somebody else, but you're getting poured into by God because you're doing his work. I mean, not to copy what they said, but mine is kind of a mix of that between, you know, once we leave church as Christians, not to just become judgmental and kind of act like everybody else around us, but to, you know, act the same way we would in church and live with biblical values to stand out. And then community outreach, I think, is a huge way to reach people because that shows like we're not just staying in our church to ourselves we're going out and with like we care about people we care about the community good so you mentioned community outreach being being present with living fully the gospel message so what are some of those like community outreach ideas that you guys might have that you think would be beneficial for our church if you have any ideas if you don't that's okay um, I think that, I mean, he mentioned the Hope Center, and I would say not that things like that, to go to areas like Fair Oaks where it's a whole different world and to do things like that or to fund 
um, people across the world who are, you know, in India or in the poor countries where the gospel needs to be spread the most to give what we have or to just, you know, offer basic services here to do whatever we can. I agree. I would say that. Like doing stuff like the like like yeah, like the Hope Center or like helping out like like a homeless shelters, which we I think we have done it as a youth group. Or like maybe even like helping in the youth group if you wanted to, like be like kinda like a chaperone or something like that. Or just doing things that <clears throat> just doing things to uh just like further the kingdom. And it could be in a small way or big way, like it doesn't have to be like like every week like, you know, like helping in the church, but it could be like a Maybe reading the announcements or like closing in prayer here, which I feel we do like good at like having people involved. I feel like um, prayer is really important that also. So making sure you're keeping that at the top and praying with others and meeting with others, Christians as well, and then taking that beyond and trying to meet with your friends to share your faith with them. That's really good. So we'll close with this question. How can we as a church come alongside you guys as you are engaging in circles that for the most part we don't engage in? Um, unless if you're a teacher at like Danville High School or you're a teacher at Bismarck High School or you go to First Baptist, like we don't, we're not engaged in those circles, but we as a church are called to come alongside these individuals to help them to encourage support whatever that looks like so how can we as a church come alongside you and your peers as you seek to reach others with the gospel um i, I would say just like whether it's one way i tell you like life like when we're going to life like just just because like for me like the life really helped when i first went the first time like, really helped my relationship with God and helped me, like, find my calling, what I wanted to do with my life. And so I would say, like, whether it's, like, it could be small, like, encouraging somebody in youth group. Because I know, like, when we had our encouragement thing, like, a lesson that Jordan had, like, it helped some people I know. Like, just, like, hearing that, like, like people see you and, like, people are, like, encouraged by you. And, and or, like, just helping, like, somebody with, like, life, whether it's, like, oh, I have some yard work you can do. It's, like, it helps with life. Just, like, uh, because it's a really good opportunity to go to, and uh, just, like, see everybody's faith. And another way I'd say that you can just, like, help the youth would be just just be trying to be involved in their faith, whether you're, like, a parent or, like, a grandparent. That, like, a lot of people I know, like, they don't have, like, unless they go to church, no one, like, encourages them in their faith. So, like, it could even be, like, like us, like the youth, too. Like, if you're going to school or, like, anywhere where you know somebody isn't a Christian, or, or even if you know somebody is a Christian and they're struggling with some things, like, just... Like constantly encouraging them, and like reminding them of God's love and grace in their life, and that just like He's always holding them because I know that helps a lot of Christians and non-Christians that I know. Someone like saying like, "Hey, I don't know how your life's going right now, but like I'm praying for you," and just just being there for somebody can really help. Could you say the question one more time? Yeah. So how can how can we as a church family come alongside you? as you're engaging the lostness around you, as you're seeking to be a light for Christ? No, I'll just say, like, being supportive of the youth group, especially because, I mean, like, we are actually trying to get places. We are actually trying to reach the community around us. You know, we're not, we don't go to youth group and just play games for two hours. We actually are actively growing spiritually. And so, like Garmick said, 
like adults being in their kids' lives or people's around them, like reaching out to the youth to help them, that, that helps a ton. So. Ari, did you have any ideas? Yes. Um, I have had several people throughout this year be like meeting with me, and that has been amazing and super encouraging to me, and it has really helped me deepen my faith in Jesus. And just hearing from wiser people, I guess, um, is really helpful, and it can give you a lot of ideas and how you're supposed to be living your life for Jesus and fully in him is, it's really, it's really been helpful to me. So if you ever feel called to that, I feel like that's been um, just super encouraging and helpful for me. Good. So are you already mentioned it? So for Darmic and Landon, let's say someone older that you trust said, hey, I'd love to meet with you once a week just to encourage you and talk about Jesus. Would you guys be interested in something like that? Indeed. Yes. Okay. We have a lot of willing young people who are hungry for God. And that we as a church, we, including me, we have an opportunity to be able to come alongside them. Because I don't know if you have met any of these young people or have talked with them. When they say they're on fire for Jesus, they really mean it. Like they have such a hunger for God, and they have a hunger to see others around them come to know Jesus. And we as a church have a beautiful asset with our youth that we should steward well. And yeah, I'm saying that as a youth pastor, I know, but I'm also saying that because these guys are reaching people for the kingdom of God. Like I'll share the story of Darmic's friend that we were running Alpha. If you haven't heard of Alpha, you can talk with me after the service, and I would love to talk with you about what Alpha looks like. But we are running Alpha, which is an outreach program that we host in our, our home for small groups, and Darmic invited his friend. And from what it seemed like, his friend was on some kind of a journey to figure out what life was all about. And as he heard the gospel message... As he engaged with our group and our high school kids were pouring out their love to him and showing God's love to him, and as he heard the good news of Jesus, to just see the absolute movement of the Spirit over him, to see his heart soften, to see him accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Because if you've ever been in a room or engaged with somebody who was lost and then became found, or if you even remember when that happened to you, that's an exciting time. And it's those kind of things that we like getting out of our seats and cheering and pumping our fist and praising God to. And these guys are doing some of that work. They're getting after it. And that we as a church can come alongside them and encourage them, pray for them. And if you feel led to mentor them, you can talk with me because I'm pretty sure I won't shut you down. And that we have an opportunity to come alongside our youth as they're pushing back against the darkness. So, so thank you guys for sharing. I know we're a scary church. I'm kidding. We're not scary at all. But I appreciate your guys' boldness, your heart for Jesus. That was made really apparent through this interview, so thank you guys. I wanna pray for them. Okay, and we'll give a round of applause too. So I'll pray for you guys and then 
I'll take the microphone. You guys can sit down. God, we are so grateful for the work that you're doing here in this county. That even if we don't see it with, with our eyes, Lord, we know that you're moving. As Darmic reminded us from Hebrews 13, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus has always been a God who has been moving, a God who is saving lives, a God who is, who is redeeming what was lost, who is fixing what was broken, who is taking an old reputation and making a new creation. God, you are, you're moving, you are doing something, and I know that you're doing something through our youth, through our young people, and you're doing something through us. And God, I just pray that as we seek to become a witness for you and a light for you, that as we become witnesses in all these different areas of our lives, that we would, as Ari shared with us, that we wouldn't just be one foot in the world, one foot in you, but that we would be so immersed in you and in your presence that as we regularly engage with you, that we would bring that light into the darkness. That the two feet that we have with you, that we would jump into the darkness knowing that the light always overcomes darkness. And God, would we just trust you as we move boldly and courageously to share our faith, to live out our faith with those around us. And God, as these young people are taking up the words of, of Paul to Timothy, that they are setting an example for us. And God, may we look to their example, that we would be bold like them, courageous like them, being saturated in, in the word as they are saturated in the word that we would be as encouraging as they are. And that as we seek to do those things, that we would see names written in the Lamb's Book of Life through what you're doing in and through us. God, we love you. And we're grateful for all the things that you have done and are doing. And we just pray all of these things in your sweet name. Amen.